Flossum, the philosophy of embracing your so-called flaws and being awesome despite them. It's about kicking perfectionism to the curb. It's about showing your face on video, maybe even without makeup. Flossum is letting your audience in on your reality when you're not dressed to the nines, when you're willing to try something new to promote your business, when you're feeling extra passionate about something. I'm Anita Kirkbride, founder of Twerp Communications and Social Media Day Halifax. After a decade in the social media space, I've got a lot to say. I'm inviting you to join me on a journey of embracing your flossom. Season two of the podcast is part passionate ranting, part storytelling, and completely and radically transparent. Around here, we commit to being good enough. We dropkick perfectionism out of the glow wrestling ring. We celebrate getting shit done because done and shipped is so much more satisfying than perfect and never done. Welcome to season two of Be Flossom, the Good Enough podcast. Today, my guest is Jamie Cullman of Moms Freedom Maker. Jamie helps moms build an impactful and fulfilling lifestyle and business while getting into greater work-life flow. And I think we are going to have a lot of really cool things to talk about today. Welcome, Jamie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you because I think from what I've read about your business, we have a lot in common. One of the things I picked out that you had said was teaching women to grow Grow through through action. action. Yeah. So tell us, what does that mean to grow through action? Hmm. I really find it's about the more we show up and take action on the things that we're meant to do in our life, the more we become this version of ourself and the more we're able to break through call it like the glass ceiling of our current level because it's only through that action that we start to become somebody completely more aligned with who we're meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just going to call it out. Jamie just moved to a place that has a really busy highway right behind her and we can't control the traffic. So in true flossom form, there's a little bit of noise behind her and that's okay because, you know, we aren't Uh, big professional studios, and we're going to do it anyway, because we still have good things to talk about. Yes, we do. (laughs) So tell me about how you are dealing with all of that flossum behind you, that noise, and how is that affecting your business? And how are you working through it? Because a lot of people would be in a situation similar to that. Yeah, so really, I'm just owning it, like exactly what you just did. It's just like in my podcast, if my baby starts to cry in the background, I will literally say, okay, real life's happening right now. I don't edit it out because it's like, that's the true thing that's happening in my life. I feel like if I were to edit it out all the time, it's hiding what's really happening and it's not truly authentic. So I feel like I need to share that and I don't let it hold me back. I don't let all this noise that's happening behind me hold me back because I just know that it's just noise, just like other things in life. It's just noise. It's just chatter happening in the background. And while I can be very obnoxious because we're an audio platform, I am going to be ordering soundproofing materials. And we're also looking to move in 30 days. So not a huge deal. I'm just trying to roll with it as I can. 
And who knows what you're going to find at your new place in 30 days. You could have a really loud donkey beside you. I don't know. I don't know where you're moving to. So <laughs> in Maui, it was the uh, rooster all oh. day. He would just be going off. And I'm like, don't you sleep? Like, I don't know. He starts at like two in the morning and just goes all day long. And in Maui, every day, I swear they were just doing weed whacking all day long. I don't understand it, but <laughs> just roll with it. You just roll with it. Okay. So tell us what mom's freedom maker is all about. Yeah, it really all started with, I believe, childhood for me. My mom always wanted the ability to be able to stay home with me. But in turn, she ended up following a path as a police officer. And by the time she was like, you know, this is not my calling. I don't feel like this is really where I should be showing up every single day. She ended up becoming a stay-at-home mom, but I was already in high school. And so she feels guilty, like she lost all of this time with me. And a little bit deeper than that, through this journey for her, she never really found that thing that she's passionate about. My mom is the type of person who would give you the shirt off of her back. She's always been so giving and generous. And I just, I see so many things in her life that she could be going after that she doesn't because she never found her passion. And so Mom's Freedom Maker to me is really helping people, not just moms, really find what they're put on this earth to do. Like, what is that thing you should be doing that lights you up? Because so often people choose a job that they don't even like over moments with their family. And I feel like you shouldn't have to choose or make sacrifices. You should be able to choose to follow something that you're passionate about, make a living from it and create a mission behind it. That's selfless and that's serving of others, but you should still be able to make a lot of money while you do it. Right. Absolutely. And that's really where it became. And mom's freedom maker will be the first to know is going through a pivot because as much as it started for moms, I just feel like the impact is there and there are so many men who I've helped and who I just don't want to exclude in this process. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people who are listening are going to resonate with your why, because I know a lot of the women that I talk to, and I talk to men too, but most of the people who come to me for help with social media are women, female entrepreneurs, and a lot of them have left corporate jobs. Some of them have retired, some of them are just fed up, some have been laid off, but they've left corporate life because they want something more. They want to spend more time with the kids. I mean, the reason I'm here in business now is partly because I didn't wanna go back to corporate life after getting fired, and partly because I had two young kids and I wanted to be able to spend more time at home and not put all the money into daycare because I'm cheap like that, and that's okay. So I think a lot of people will resonate with that idea of, well, I've got to figure out what I'm passionate about so that I can help pay the bills and be here for my family. What do you think is holding women back from figuring out what that passion is? I really feel like a lot of it does come down to finances mm -hmm. and not knowing where to start. I remember when I was in more of a corporate job, well, my family was very proud of me as well. I think that's another angle with this. You don't want to disappoint people. So you keep doing what you're doing because it's comfortable. But 
somewhere deep inside of you, there's probably a whisper that's like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm building somebody else's dream. And that's kind of where it started for me. And when I was working in corporate, I was an aftermarket manager at a car dealership. So those hours were horrendous. And I think for me, it was getting sick all the time. I found myself literally in the bathroom, like throwing up. It wasn't anything that I was trying. I was just sick. I was sick Mm -hmm. all the time. And I didn't know why I was taking Adderall to try to get through the days and just drinking coffee all the time and would literally just go home and just sleep. And so I feel like that's happening to so many people Mm -hmm. and it's being aware of it, hearing that voice and deciding, okay, I got to figure that out. But I feel like they remain stuck because they don't know where to start. It's a big one. It is a big one. And, you know, I think I just posted today or yesterday a quote, don't let your comfort zone become your coffin. And I forget who said that, but it resonates with people because you stay in those jobs because they're comfortable. You're comfortable with the money. You're comfortable with the hours. You're comfortable with the level of risk you don't have to take as the entrepreneur. And then it does, you know, in some cases becomes a coffin. I can remember being very sick at some of those jobs I used to do too. In fact, funny story. I remember being so stressed out in my first corporate job that I actually sprained my jaw from clenching so hard sleeping at night. Sprained my jaw. So bad that I I couldn't eat a banana. It hurt so bad. I think everybody has, you know, stress like that affects everybody in different ways. Yeah, but it's like, it's how do you take that calling, take that thing that doesn't feel right in your life, and how do you embrace this change and really, I call it like, what's your North Star being Mm -hmm. the passion that you have, why you're here on this earth, what you're supposed to be pursuing, how do you find that path that's actually going to take you there? That's the question. I feel like that's what holds everybody back along with that uncertainty that comes with it. Yeah. Is that the first step then, figuring out what's that North Star? I mean, I would say that's a really big one because, you know, think about that. If you don't find that, you're going to end up with another job that you maybe don't like, right? Like you could start a business, but maybe it's a business that you don't love. I'm guilty of that. I was selling on Amazon for a long time and I one day was just like, what am I doing? I'm very passionate about the environment and I'm very environmentally friendly. I'm like, how am I selling thousands of baby blankets every single month that are wrapped in plastic? I'm like, does that really make me feel good? And so I shut it down. So yeah, I feel like that is step number one, because without that, you'll go down a path that's not in alignment with you. Yeah, that's always been the hardest thing for me. What is my North Star? What is that one thing that I'm really passionate about? I can talk about social media for hours and hours on end, and I don't get tired of scrolling it. Most people don't. But is that what I'm passionate about? I don't know. Right. So, you know, I feel that. I feel that. I want to ask you about Flossom because that's the theme of this podcast. And I I was looking at your Facebook and I saw the post you made yesterday about a difference in how you look between now and how you looked in your 20s. And I thought that's a really Flossom post. So can you tell us about the story behind the post you made yesterday And tell us how it felt to share something like that, because a lot of people would think that's something they couldn't share. Yeah, absolutely. It started with me asking myself, why am I not sharing parts of my story? 
like what parts have I been hiding from the world without even being aware of it, to be honest, the pen on the paper just started going crazy. And I was like, there's a lot that I haven't opened up about. So it was really figuring out, okay, why is that? Why am I holding back? Why am I not being completely vulnerable with people? And with that question came, all right, well, let's open this thing up. Let's let's post about this because I strongly believe that if you keep things hidden, it's not going to help anybody. So I was like, somebody out there is suffering without me. There's somebody in my following who needs to hear this because I post a lot about the success. I post a lot about where I am now and showing the travels and the business. And it's like, as real as that is for me now, it hasn't always been that way. And so this is a big part of my life that I felt like I needed to share. And I basically reached out to my friends and was like, can you find the best drunk Jamie picture that you can in the archives of our life? And so then the fun began in the group chat, you know, they're sending all these, all these pictures to me, which was interesting, but yeah, so it really was just opening the curtain to a part of my life where I used to drink all the time. And the reason behind that I found was through, it was really because of abusive relationships that I was a part of and just not really knowing how to deal with them. So I use like partying as an outlet mm-hmm. for entertainment and just to feel something again, because when you have somebody tell you that you're worth it and then show you that you're not, or tell you that they want you a part of their life forever. And then also they have three other women they're telling that to it. It has a toll on your self-esteem. So I would go out all the time because that's where I felt more at home there than I did anywhere else. And so I posted a photo. It was a transformation photo of me. I don't even think I was 21. I know we were down in Miami and we were trying to get into one of the pool parties there. They wouldn't let me in because I was so drunk. They literally turned us down at the door, but I was on, I would say like my 10th fake ID because I kept losing them because it was just crazy at this time in my life. But it felt good to post it. And the interesting thing is I'm looking at it now. I want to say I got 50, 55 people commenting and they were all like, not a single person was like, wow, that's like, you know, just giving you like smart remarks and just making Mm -hmm. you feel bad. None of them did that. None of them did. Everyone was embracing. And it's interesting because some of the friends that I feel like I lost, there's never really been closure there, but I feel like I lost a few good friends during that time. And I never really knew why a few of them actually were the ones who commented on this post, embracing me and telling me how proud they were that I went through that. And then I got Mm -hmm. through the other side. So it's interesting when you're vulnerable, not only could you be helping somebody who didn't even like or comment, right. They just read it and it affected them today. But in my mind, it kind of gave me some closure because these people in my life knew, but they left my life because they didn't want that for themselves. And it was healing. I feel like for me, even years later. Well, that story turned out even better than I'd hoped when I asked the question. (laughs) That's great because I think what a lot of people don't realize are several things that you said. One, you could be helping somebody who doesn't have the confidence to comment or they don't want somebody else to see that they're going through the same thing, or it makes you relatable to your audience, right? I mean, let's face it, lots of moms who are probably your age or my age at this point have drinking stories. 
I have a drinking story. I didn't do it three or four nights a week when I was that age, but I have a drinking story that, and I have a scar to prove it. So <laughs> I think it makes us relatable. And that's why I encourage people to share those stories, those personal side stories with their people because it humanizes us, right? If they only ever see all the good stuff, all the success, they're gonna start to wonder if we're real. Have you had any other posts like that that worked really well for you where you shared something that might have been a little bit scary to share? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I shared about my journey of lacking passion for what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And that was big too, because other people, I mean, like we've discussed already in this podcast, like so many people feel that way. There's a picture of me actually crying on one end. And then the other one was from about two weeks ago just feeling now like I'm in so much alignment because I just know how hard it is to truly find what you're passionate about. I struggled with that for what I would say, like half my life, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So it was hard. Yeah. It was hard knowing that you have so much impact in you, knowing you have so much drive, but not knowing where to put it is really frustrating. And I shared mm -hmm. that. And I felt like that also really helped people embrace a little bit more. So what would you say to somebody who is running a business and they're maybe feeling a little bit scared about posting stories like that? How would you encourage them to go ahead and do it? Same thing that I tell myself. Someone out there is suffering without you. And while sure, they could go find somebody else, even like myself, who is posting about these things that could help them. I might not help them the way that you could. Well, I know that I couldn't help them the way that you could. And somebody out there who needs you is going to go find help from somebody else. And they might not care as much as you do. And so it's realizing that and also understanding that you have a story to share. I know one of my clients right now, she's worried to tell her story because she doesn't want to hurt anybody because her story is a bit intense, right? But if you're feeling that way, I just feel like if you're, if you're hung up because you don't want to hurt someone, it really is coming down to understanding that this is your story. You don't need to step on any toes or throw anybody under the bus. That's not what this is about. It's not to hurt someone, but it's understanding that you have a bigger purpose. You've gotten through something that was really hard and there's somebody out there who genuinely needs that connection and they need to talk to somebody who's gotten through it. Mental health is something that's been huge in my family. And I just feel like if specific people in my family had that type of help and had that person who had gotten to the other side, maybe things would be a little bit different. So mm -hmm. there's somebody out there who needs you. Just do it. Just do it. And just yesterday, I mean, it won't be yesterday when people are listening to the podcast, but just yesterday from when we're recording, I made a post on TikTok actually talking about, and it was a hard one to make talking about the fact that I had been off antidepressants for nine years, that starting my business is what gave me the courage to go off of them. And that six weeks ago, I had to go back on them. And I did that because I know people need to hear that. They need to hear that it's okay to take drugs if that's what's gonna work for you. So everybody has these stories and I've already had people reach out and say, I'm so glad you shared, we need to make this normal. People aren't going to, they're not going to be as critical as we think they are when we post these things, right? People are generally very supportive when we post this personal stuff. So I want to encourage 
the entrepreneurs out there listening to get a little bit more personal in their, their story sharing. All right, where can we find you online if somebody wants to hear more about you? And where's your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys pop over to Instagram, Jamie Coleman, J-A-M-I-E-K-U-L-L-M-A-N. And as of now, the podcast remains Mom's Freedom Maker. There might be a pivot happening here in the future with the name, but for now, Mom's Freedom Maker, same thing. Mom'sFreedomMaker.com is where you could find me online, but I would say Instagram is the safest place to find me right now. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining me today. I think everybody is going to resonate with the stories you shared, and I think we've helped somebody today, I'm sure. Mm, I think so too. Thank you. Hey, if you're still here, what is your definition of success for your business? If your family needed you, do you have the space in your business to make that happen? I mean, I know you would make that happen, but is your business and your marketing set up to allow you the space to be present for your family without constantly worrying about the business or your next paycheck or your social media presence that you've worked so hard to build? If you can answer yes, congratulations. You are successful in my books and I hope in your own mind too. If you're not quite there yet and you need some help, I would love to hear from you and share some strategies to improve your online marketing while creating that space you so desire. I've opened up my calendar for 30-minute brainstorming sessions to help entrepreneurs like you get a taste of what it's like to work with a social media strategist. You can access these $97 sessions at twerp.ca slash brainstorm. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Beef Blossom, the Good Enough podcast. Before you leave, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode when I'll be talking to another perfectly imperfect entrepreneur. If you're looking for the show notes, head on over to beeflossom.ca where you'll also find all the links to connect with today's guests.